Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Chesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening and welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby! Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, we lost in OT! Ah, that's all right, I'm still in a good mood. I scored my first deck hockey goal of the season tonight, so, you know, a little bittersweet uh, night for me. Well, congratulations, you're on the score sheet. Way to go, buddy. I know. You, you got to put me on the Rangers power play oh. because God, it is God awful right now. Not it only is. is it not scoring, we're now giving up goals on the power play. So I think that they need to get me in there immediately. Are you ready to go? I mean, you're all warmed up now. I mean, you're a little late, but can you make the game on Friday, buddy? <laughs> I don't know. I did I did pull, tweak a little bit of a, a hammy tonight, but, you know, hopefully <laughs> I'll be recovered by then. <laughs> buddy is this a good idea what you're doing here at the deck hockey league What's no it's, it's not a good idea at all it's a terrible idea but i am enjoying myself my body is hating me but uh you know i'm, I'm getting to you know relive some old glories out there so can you do us a favor and tweet out tomorrow exactly how long it took you to roll out of bed tomorrow okay oh i'm gonna be hurting you know what i, I, blo- I blocked the shot too right off my thigh Oh, man, I can't even imagine the bruise I'm going to have on my leg tomorrow. So, Well, we expect um, the picture. <laughs> yeah, I may, I may have to put that out there, so we'll see. Yeah, we got to, you know, just distract everybody from the Ranger losses here, you know, back-to-back now, and even though we got the point. But anyway, here we are, Wednesday, February 10th, and um, the Rangers lose. Post-game show, special live post-game show here with KD and Paulie as the Big Bad Bruins off of what I would say – some uh, pretty bad New York Ranger mistakes have won in overtime, 3-2 at the Garden. And here we are, bud. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that they played that terrible of a game. I mean, when you put up 35 shots and, and some of the saves that Rask was making throughout the game, I mean, uh, you finally saw, in my opinion, the real Zabinijad, the guy we saw last year. I mean, unfortunately, he just couldn't score. But he had some great A chances. And, and Rask, you know, look, he, he's been a top goaltender in this league for a long time. And he showed why tonight. You know, I, the Rangers probably could have had a couple of more and, and won it in, in regulation. But, you know, he was standing on his head. I mean, he made that great save on Kreider in the third period. He had the three saves in a row on Strom in the third period. So, you know, sometimes you tip you captain a goaltender. Unfortunately, I feel like I'm saying that a lot. Yep. You know, we're running into some good goalies. I mean, Varlamov the other night pitches the shutout. He had a great game. Again, you know, the Rangers with 30-plus shots on goal. And, uh, you know, it seems as though they, they've hit these little sort of scoring droughts 
um, in, in the early part of this season where they, they're having a tough time finding the back of the net, especially their top guys. Again, you know, the goal, te- the goal scorers tonight is Rooney again, who's, who's given a lot on that fourth line. Gautier, again, another fourth liner. Um, you're just not getting the consistency from the top guys. And, you know, it, it's easy to get down on them. But at the same time, if you look at what's happening, I mean, you have Heedle, who's a guy you were going to depend on as being one of your top centers this year. He's been out. Zabinijad has been having a tough time this year, whether it's COVID-related or whatever it may be, injury. Again, we, we had mentioned it a couple of times, you crashed into the boards in, in that one game in, early in the season, so maybe that was um, affecting him as well. Strom had a, a slow start to the season. He's come on it of late. He had the, the two goals the other night uh, against Washington, so you know maybe he's coming along. But again, he, has, he hasn't put up points in the last two games either, so it's just a little inconsistency in the scoring department from the top of the lineup. I mean, again, we, we've been praising the fourth line the last couple of games. You know, they're, they're the ones who have been pretty consistent with, with the goal scoring, whether it's Rooney's been putting up goals. You get Gautier with a goal. Blackwell, before he got injured, was, was playing very well. So um, you just got to get some more con- consistency from the top. The power play has been brutal. I mean, before the season, I, I thought these guys would be going, you know, 50% with this, with the unit, with all, all the skill that they've had going, and they can't they can't score to save their life. And now, if they're going to be giving up uh, goals on the power play, you know, we, we're going to have to look to change things up. Yeah, uh, kind of frustrating. I mean, the three goals too. Uh, I hate to say this, but uh, Georgiev just did not look good tonight, especially on all three goals. I mean, obviously uh, Wagner's goal, Panarin at the blue line there for the shorthander, and and you know Georgiev, um, you know. He's, I think he's got to get that, you know, on the one-on-one. And then Truber in the corner on Bjork's goal in the corner. He slipped and fell, loses his guy. And then Georgiev again. I mean, up close there, he's, he's got to focus on the guy. And Bjork squeezes it by him. And then in the overtime, you know, the three guys get caught deep and are marching in on the breakaway. And I don't know why Georgiev won't pull. You're a goaltender. You're a former goaltender. Take that hand, pull it back to the butt end. And let the whole stick go out front. He does this thing where he puts his hand like a quarter of the way down. And, mm-hmm. man, if he just lunges out there with a poke check, he's stopping. He, I think there was a, an instance there in a game or two ago as well uh, before Shesty got the start. So it was the same kind of situation. What's your take on, on Georgiev here? I mean, like I said, I know he's my boy. We, boy, we, we bust chops on this. But shaky tonight, man, when they needed him. Yeah, I just hope that no Rangers defenseman chirped him after the game is my biggest concern <laughs> after this one because uh, <laughs> we know what know, happens have when... Have you seen uh, anything on Twitter yet? I mean, is everything good? I mean, oh my God. I know, there's no reports yet of, of anything, but we'll, we'll stay tuned. But yeah, he's having a tough time on breakaways. He seems as though he can't stop a breakaway. now. It's fundamental you know, it's tough- goaltending. I, it's tough to blame a goaltender on a breakaway. I mean, you know, I, I'd like to see the Rangers defense not giving Give up breakaways. Up. Yeah, okay, I got um, but at the same time, I mean, he's got to he's got to find a way to come up with at least some of these. I just feel like he hasn't he doesn't save any of them. So he's got to bear down a little bit on, on these breakaways here and uh, help his defenseman out when there is a bit of a breakdown, because so far this year, he just hasn't. And uh, we're going to need him again with with the shortened schedule where the games are going to be coming fast and furious. 
you know, he's going to have to get in there every once in a while and, and, and give Shesterkin a rest. And thankfully, Shesterkin, it seems as though, has found his game. He's been fantastic his last couple of starts here. And, you know, I didn't have a problem with Quinn giving Gurgiev the start. I mean, you got to get him in there. Um, at some point, no, you can't just let him rot on the bench. So, know. you know, I thought tonight was a, a good time to, to get him in there. Um, so I had no problem with Quinn going to him tonight. But, yeah, he, he's got to be better. He's got to find a way to make some of these saves. And, again, you know, it is a breakaway. I, you can't completely fault the guy. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean. It's, like not, this- it's the way he played the breakaway. Mm-hmm. I just think, like I said, when he's got that much space and he's got a clear look at March in there, and you could see where he pulls. He does the poke check, but he's doing it quarter the way down. He extends that stick out. He's going to take that puck away from him. Oh yeah, or at I mean, least have a better chance po- at throwing Marchand off of it. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to throw do the poke check, you got to commit. You got to pot commit there. So exactly. yeah, you, you never go half poke check. Yeah, know? no, yeah, it's either all the way or nothing. It's all or nothing. <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, he look, he saw a lot of rubber tonight as well. And that's one thing, too, with the defense. This is the third game in a row that the Rangers have given up 30 or more shots. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were praising the defense and how, how good they've looked. Um, starting to give up a little bit more shot-wise the last couple of games. Maybe it's just an anomaly, but, you know, it's something, something to keep an eye on, um, on the defense. And look, I mean, their third pairing is Batetto, who's been great. I mean, he had that just ridiculous goal against the Capitals where he comes off the sideboard, cuts across the ice, and and has that sweet little backhander. I think it went between Gautier's legs and right in, uh, which was nice. And and, uh, Hayek, who's been solid too. I mean, I don't know how much more you can ask for from him. Um... You all right, buddy? (laughs) Sorry about that. I dropped my phone. Are you still are you still playing your deck hockey game? Oh man, I dropped my phone. I got too, I got so excited talking about labor Hayek. Um, I dropped my phone. Um, so and my headphones came off. So anyway, um, but he's been solid. He had a bad giveaway um, in the Islander game the other day. But look, that stuff happens. I mean, defensemen have giveaways all the time. Sometimes they end up in the back of the net. Sometimes they don't. But I think you we've gotten everything and more you could expect from him. And I didn't expect anything. So, you know, that, that third pair has been solid, but still, I mean, you know, that's not exactly the pair you were hoping to have going into the season. So, um, I, the defense got has to tighten up and you, again, you saw Truba, he's been better with Miller, but you know, he went to the ref saying he got tripped. I don't know. It looked like he just fell on that, on that second goal there. So I'm not sure what happened. And, um. Yeah, they got to tighten up, tighten up defensively because they're starting to bleed shots here and, and rely a little bit too much um, on the goaltending, which unfortunately has been the staple of the Rangers since Henrik Lundqvist has come in the league. So, yeah, no, I see it. I mean, just looking at the ice time here from the the four guys there: uh, Lindgren twenty three minutes, Miller twenty four, Foxy twenty six, and Truba twenty four minutes. So, I mean, they're playing a lot. Um. I don't know. Maybe just I do. I do like though that Quinn is is giving Fox and Miller just a ton of time. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that's it, awesome. It might bode to some of the, you know, some of the play down low, some of the mistakes, you know, leading to the goals. Just in terms of you know, I'm I'm talking more, I guess, in terms of exhaustion, maybe there at the end. 
That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, you want, hey, look, you want to get these guys the playing time. I mean, they've been the two best defensemen on the team, in my opinion. Um, so they deserve the time, and, and they're getting it. I mean, some of the plays that, that Miller has been making, that, yeah, poke check he made on Barzell coming down the wing. You know, he, he waited, was patient with him, saw his opportunity, poke check, boom. Gurgiev should be watching Miller with the poke check. Um, and <laughs> then later on. And then later on in the game, he hits he hits Panarin for the breakaway. So, um, you know, he he's the full package. I mean, he's shown it defensively, offensively, um, and and Fox too. I mean, this guy is is a madman out there. He he saved the goal for at least the time being in in overtime, where he literally did it like a Superman across the uh, crease to to save uh, the the first attempt the Bruins had. Unfortunately, came back down and scored. Uh, but just he is so smooth on the blue line. I can't remember another defenseman just how calm and cool he is. And he makes these little plays on the blue line to keep the puck in. Or he just, you know, he flutters the puck in from the blue line. Had that nice tip in from uh, Strom against Washington. And I, I, there was another one recently, too. I think it might have been Kreider uh, the game before that. Again. Just he's dumping it towards the net in a perfect spot where these guys are able to tip it home. And, you know, he just gets better and better. I mean, just seeing these two young guys is just so exciting and lingering. I mean, you know, he's just solid out there. He just never even noticed. He's 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 like Girardi out there. He's just, you know, <laughs> does his job, plays solid defense and and uh, goes about his business. But <clears throat> again, while I'm excited, you know, with these young guys, I, I think that there needs to be some tightening up. And that's just not. The defense, I mean, the forwards, too. I mean, defense is more than just the defensemen. I mean, you have to have the forwards helping out as well. So, you know, I think uh, as a team, the the defense has to get a little better, tighten up. Yeah, well, that's the only reason I was bringing the uh, the ice time up. You know, I mean, Potato had uh, – so, yeah, That's a good point. Just under 10 minutes, and, and Hayek was just there at uh, just about 11 minutes, too. Um, look, I mean – that's fine, you know, as far as running these guys out. I mean, at least we know who the core is and who the back guys are, and, yeah, they got to tighten up. And it's surprising to see, um, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, Trubert there making a, a mistake like that in the corner and losing his guy or whatever, if he lost his edge, you know, however it is. But I guess maybe, you know, get get your thoughts here on the focus on Truba, who, you know, is a big guy who comes in here, big contract. And, you know, I think fans still maybe, you know, the, the you know, the um, – it's – still out on him as far as you know he's been uh, disappointing yeah I, guess that's I mean that's, I mean he thank really you KD been. thank you for for cutting through <laughs> my bleh and just saying what it is <laughs> no he has been I mean when you give a guy that type of contract you, you expect more you expect more defensively you expect more offensively you know a, a little more physically uh, he's just not showing it we're just not seeing um the type of player we were hoping to be getting, um, you know, in last year and I was the excuses were yays out there with Hayek and, and some other uh, defensemen, you know, and, and maybe he was off his game cause he was always covering for these guys, but you know, look, he's out there with Miller now and, and Miller has showed he's, he's more than capable of playing at the NHL level. Um, and, and, and he's, we're still seeing, some issues with this guy. I mean, you were hoping he may be a threat on the power play because he, the guy is a rifle of a shot. You know, he's just not getting it on net and, and, and helping out again, the power play has been struggling. And 
I know he's on the second power play, which is really getting like literally 20 seconds of ice time. Quinn is just really uh, hammering that first power play unit. They're out there essentially the entire two minutes. Um, so Truba isn't getting a ton of power play ice time with that second unit. But still, um, when the power play struggling and, you know, he's not providing any offense there. You know, and and again, when you're paying that guy that kind of money, it, it, he has been. He's been he's been disappointing. And when when you're looking at three young players, rookie or second year players, who I have more confidence in uh, to be out there defensively, that that's a problem. Yeah, no, I get it. No, and that's that's just something I wanted to bring up because I, I, you know, look, I like the guy. Um, and I guess, you know, you, you said it, it's just disappointing, you know, cause that's the guy of any of the guys, that's the guy you don't want to see, you know, struggling a little bit, you know, I mean, we're nitpicking on, you know, certain things, or if we're just kind of looking at a, a couple of instances tonight in the game, but you know, how he, um, you know, blends into this again, I guess we have to look back and maybe say, okay, so, you know, here's Miller, here's a new kid, you know, Truby just coming into this team, uh, you know, and now he's got another, uh, another new partner here. And then, you know, Lindgren, you know, getting the ice time that, uh, you know, he's getting right now and then mix that in there with, uh, with Foxy and, and, um, and, and just, you know, the, the way the four of those guys are playing and then how, however he's putting in, you know, potato just coming into the, into the core himself, you know, and, um, I guess it's just, we're just going to have to keep watching this, uh, you know, defensive core, you know, kind of grow a little bit. And I think unfortunately too, with the way Georgia played tonight, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to watch the full game, you know, um, but you know, as far as the goals, you know, that's when you're hoping. And I think Georgiev has been there in the past on those types of situations when when the guys kind of broke down in front of him. And just especially the low type of goals where he was covering his space. And and I just thought the, those were all goals tonight that I think he could have saved. You know, I'm not putting the whole game on him. But unfortunately, like I said, with other aspects of the team's play right now, whether it's the power play, the guys up front uh, that are supposed to score that aren't scoring, um, you know, you, you would hope a guy like Georgiev here is going to, you know, step in and, and, and make those kind of saves on those three types of goals that were scored against him uh, tonight. And I want to flip back. I mean, I, you know, whether it's maybe the skip game against the Devils that we were supposed to play on Saturday, you know, the reason for, um, you know, Quinn putting Georgiev in there, I really, I really liked the way Shesty was playing, you know, even with the loss against the Isles there too. I think, you know, I would have liked to seen him keep Shesty in here. Um, you know, for at least, you know, like we were talking five or six games, but uh, you know, we're not the coach. I think, I think coming off a loss though, I, I gave him Quinn, the, uh, you know, the opening to get your give in there. And, you know, uh, I think you need to get him in games. So I don't know about him sitting and, and especially, you know, I hate to bring it up the, the whole Tony D'Angelo thing and, I'm sure he just wanted to get him out there on the ice, feeling like part of the team again, contributing, that kind of thing. So I think coming off the loss, and you're right, I mean, Chesterkin's been great, whether it was in that loss or the previous couple of games. But I, at some point, you got to get your give in. I think it's a good spot to get him in. You have back-to-backs here against Boston. So, you know, you give him one of those games. Obviously, you go, you're going to go back to Chesterkin on Friday. And, uh, you know, you, you go from there. And yeah, look, we're on, you know, we're getting on the defense, Truba and, and Girgiev for not making the saves. But at the same time, you know what? Buchnevich coming down the ice in overtime. I'd like to see a shot there. 
Yeah. You know, I think the Rangers over the years have always been way too pass happy. Not enough shoot first mentality with this team. And, uh, you know, it burns them again there. You, you know, you always saw guys like Zuccarello were always looking to pass and not take the shot on the two on one trying for that home run pass. You know, if you get it through. Most of the time you're scoring, but it's hard to get it through there. You know, the defensemen are playing the pass. They're taught, you know, to play the pass. So it's difficult to get it through there. And, uh, you know, the goalie is focusing on the shooter. And, and look, you you want to take your shot and uh, and hope, hope for a rebound, hope for some type of chaos there. Instead, whoa, it, careful how you throw that word nah, around. That's right. I got to watch the chaos, uh, the, the C word. Um, because there's not taking a shot is never the wrong strategy. Getting pucks to the net is never the wrong strategy. You know, overpassing isn't a very good strategy. And you saw why tonight tries for the home run pass. And next thing you know, it's going back the other way and it's in the back of your net. So, you know, you, you do have to put, you know, some of the blame here on Buchnevich not getting a shot and, and as good as he's, he was early in the season, you know, he's gone into a little bit of a scoring funk here as well. Um, so I, I think we need our guys, our top guys. I mean, I feel like we're saying this every week, but we need our top guys to to be a lot more consistent and, and find the back of that. I'm, I'm, I was very encouraged by Zabinijad's game tonight. He had four shots on goal. Um, he looked a little bit more like himself. He even said that after the game. I saw a quick quote um, before we went on saying, you know, he felt like himself tonight physically. So, you know, him saying that makes me think that it was a COVID issue. Um, and, and now he seems to be fully recovered from it. And we'll see where it goes from there. And that could be huge because Panarin got banged up tonight. He barely played in the third period. And he really was only out there for that late power play. And uh, so I, I don't know what happened there. It looked like maybe a knee. Um, so who knows if he's going to be out. So it, you're going to need the Zabinijad we've come to uh, know and love uh, the last couple of years to, to find his scoring touch here. Because if you're going to be out Panarin for a couple of games, you're already down Heedle. Um, You know, Strom has been hit or miss. He's been better lately in the scoring department. But, you know, we're, we can't afford to have Zabinijad still not scoring if Panarin's going to be out for any length of time. Well, maybe the only good thing about Panarin going out, if he does go out, is maybe Laffey will get more ice time. Yeah, he had a couple of nice plays tonight. Yeah. Uh, he had that night and that sweet give and go with Strom in the third period there. So, you know, it's it's funny. It's you bring that up, and I actually had a little bit of a a, a back and forth on on Twitter the other day. Just you know, some some Ranger fans getting a little frustrated with more Quinn and how the Rangers are using Lafreniere and Kako, and you know just how they haven't broken Kako, out. Kako is he still on the team? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I I would. I always feel as though. You see, after games, this is the best game this guy has played this year, and this, but it's in games that they don't score. <laughs> like, exactly. like, why can't I hear that? 
like in a game where Taco scores two goals. You know, that to me was the bet would be the best game he played all game. Not well, he played hard, so that was like the best game. <laughs> but anyway, the conversation that I was having was this, and I think this goes along with the Rangers strategy of being patient with these guys, is that having a solid top six, which include players such as Zabinijad, Kanarin, Kreider, Buchnevich, allows the Rangers and Quinn to really try to develop these guys into complete players. I think when Crosby came into the league and Ovechkin came into the league and, and McDavid and those type of players, and I'm saying, and I'm not, I don't think either Lafreniere or Kako are anywhere near those, those three players' levels, but they, when they came in, they went on teams that were just terrible. And they were basically given the keys to the car because there was nothing else there. And we're said, let's go. We're, you know, you're going to be our top guy here. The offense is going to run through you. And that allowed them, you know, even though they weren't playing well, to score a lot of goals. I think with this team, you have Panarin and all these other guys that I mentioned. You're not going to give the keys to the car to those two guys. You're going to allow them some time on the third line to figure out the NHL to work on their defensive game and to become become complete players where maybe it's going to take a little bit longer before you see them produce at a high level, a number one overall pick level or number two overall pick level. But I think the Rangers are interested in turning these guys into complete players where they're not liabilities in the defensive end. They, they can move the puck. They're playmakers, they're goal scorers, and, and, and they're really looking to do that. They feel as though there's really no rush at this point. You're still in the rebuild. You have these, these all-world talents in the top six. And I really think that that's the strategy. Now, we'll see in a couple of years if that's the correct strategy. But, but you know, I think that that's why right now you're really not seeing these guys putting up a lot of points is that the Rangers really aren't saying go ahead and play your game. They're saying, let's work on some things. Let's, let's develop you. And that's to me. And I hope this is why I hope I'm correct in, in, in assuming all this. Um, I, I think that's why you haven't seen these guys really break out yet offensively. No, that's some good points. I don't know if your summary is, uh, Doing any good, good points. For... Those are great points. <laughs> I don't know if you're doing anything for the fans who have no patience. You know. Well, no, I, I understand the frustration. But this is a number one overall pick. You know, you you assume that this guy's going to come in and just light light it up. But you know, if if you can, if well, the you argument can look be, at it, the ahead. argument might be is is whether or not he's getting enough opportunity. To lighten it up. Now, I mean, Capo's been getting his... Uh, he's averaging, you know, 20 minutes a game, which is not too bad. But on the other side, for him, uh, not producing... 20 minutes a game? He's not getting 20 minutes. He had 20 minutes tonight, and he had uh, seven, he? 17 against the Islanders. Wow, I didn't realize that. I thought he was getting, like, 14, 15 minutes. 20 minutes he got tonight? I didn't even see that. 
Yeah. Well, Interesting. What the exact? I mean, I'm averaging this. No, 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 no. I, I'm. I didn't realize that he was getting that type of uh, seven here. Yeah, he you, want, you want the exact seven? Yeah, nineteen minutes, minutes and, 20, and eleven seconds. seconds. <laughs> nah, that, that that. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. So Cavill's getting the, the time. You know, I think. I think you know. With Laffy, I think it's more than anything. It's like I think we'd love to see. More, I guess, you know, you make, like I said, you make great points in terms of how he, you know, becomes part of this team and where he can fit in his position. He's a left winger, obviously. So, you know, we're kind of heavy on that side. So, I mean, it's, it's making it work on, on, on that aspect. So I think the for me, if I can just kind of maybe speak for general kind of thought here and, you know, Brooks, he's put a column on it and, you know, Laffy's been in the, in a couple of the guys' columns here, uh, Carpy and, and, you know, Colin, the recent columns and stuff that have come out. But maybe I think people just want to see. They want that opportunity. You know, when you think about, you think back about, you know, all the ice time, you look what he uh, had on his uh, his junior team, you know, and uh, in the Quebec League and, and the amount of points that he had and those opportunities. And I think it's it's got to be tough for him, too, a guy who's pretty much a star player on his team. He was a star player on his national team. And he's got to come in here now, and he's got to he's got to kind of wait, you know. And I think that's just a frustrating part of the game. I think it's got to be frustrating for him as a player. And I know he's a he's a pro. He's he's going to handle it. He's going to wait for his time. And I think when he does get his moments, you know, he's getting close. I mean, bottom line here, the Rangers aren't finishing collectively as a group, you know. Um, and that's been a frustrating thing. What you were talking about earlier with you know just uh, shot options and you know, uh, you know like I said, uh, he cannot finish in. Uh, not taking advantage of scoring chances and burying, uh, you know, their opportunities. That's a big part of it. But so Laffy, I think, you know, I want to see more of them. You know, if if you're getting into this thing where, okay, we're going to let the defense kind of grow together here. And, okay, you got to put Georgiev in there and give him a spot and break it up a little bit. Then then let Laffy, maybe one game, turn the Jets on for Laffy and give him 20, 25 minutes and, and give them some consistent time up top and see what can happen. You know, obviously that's a coaching thing where these guys have to decide whether or not, you know, uh, how, how, how much they want to stay in the thick of this race here, um, you know, for the division here. I mean, they're only a couple of points out of the last spot, obviously. You know, they're nine back now of uh, Boston up on top of the division. You know, where that kind of plays out uh, going forward with, uh, you know, postponements coming up and postponements that have had where they would be if they had gotten a game in against the Devils. Maybe they win that game. Who knows what happens? So I don't think it's, um, you know, it's not an emergency situation here for for the team right now, obviously, and and getting past that crazy week a week ago. But I guess just in general, man, I I just I would love to see the kid in more opportunities. I'd love to see the kid play a little more. And I think that's me. Uh, and maybe some other people collectively saying, you know, he is the number one pick. He's got all these skills. He's got this talent. If you're going to play the rebuild way or you're going to be respectful how some other guys play, this might be a – he could be a cannon for us that you're just not giving him the ammo to go, you know, shoot up the net a little bit. Yeah, but I, I'm looking at the numbers now just from tonight just because I, ha- I had to check your math on Kako's ice time. Um <laughs> He had zero. I mean, he had zero shots on goal tonight. Zero. Um, so you know, when you're putting up zero shots, I mean, you're only going to get twelve minutes. You know, and that's just been Quinn's Wait MO. Wait a second, Laffy or Capo? Uh, Lafreniere had zero shots on goal. Yes, tonight. but you said zero. You said, you said Cappy. Oh, did I? My, yeah, my it's apologies. okay, bud. We're you know, I love you, man. We're on the same team. I appreciate you. You're there for me. Okay. You know who? Re- you know who really got screwed tonight? Gautier. He had less than seven minutes of ice yep. time. The guy scored 
and had three shots on goal, three shots on goal in less than seven minutes, including one that went in. You know, and I love the yeah. way, uh, you know, him and, and Rooney are playing and, and Lemieux, they're playing down and dirty. Those are down and dirty low goals, you know what I'm saying, in the mix, causing trouble in front of Rask. I mean, just good lunch pail kind of guys yeah. mixing it up. I mean, they're making the most of their time, but, yeah, I well, agree I mean, with those you, man. Guys, Rooney, Rooney and Lemieux had over 10 minutes. I don't, I don't understand why Gauthier only had six minutes and 54 seconds. That uh, I don't know, maybe – I don't know. Penalty there wasn't a lot kill of special teams tonight. Killed. Yeah. Well, that's true. Lemieux is on the – he gets a little time on the uh, power play and a well, little I mean, PK. There was only, they, they were 0 for 2, and then they killed two penalties. There's only four opportunities there tonight. Yeah. So. I mean, that's out of – I mean, he's, you know, three, four minutes less, Gautier. And, again, he scores. First NHL goal. Um, he's, and he's a guy who, you know, when he's out there, he always – he just couldn't score. A guy had, like, the worst luck on the planet – Guy finally scores and, and he's stapled to the bench. He gets like the Stu Bickle treatment where he's sitting on the bench the whole game. Now, you, you assume you get a goal. Meanwhile, you know, the rest of the team is having a tough time finding the back of the net. The one guy who is, he, you know, he can't find his way back on the ice. I mean, Ryan Strom had six shots on goal tonight, no goals. Fox, well, like four I said, shots they, on they goal. Can't, no they're goals. Not, yeah, they can't finish. So, I mean, is, is this uh, the players themselves really just putting DQ in, in, a, in a tough spot? Because he wants to get his guys going up front that aren't scoring, right? That aren't finishing. So, you know, to you know, a guy like me is saying, well, throw Laffy up there, get him, get him up there. You know what I'm saying? But maybe that's why he's not doing it because he's got to give these other chance, uh, these other guys a chance to get it going. Like you're saying, we need the vets to start scoring and get their confidence going because in the long run, uh, it's more important that those guys are successful right now as opposed to whether uh, Lafreniere or, or Capo got to, you, know, uh, you know, hit, you know, run up the score sheet here too. So maybe it's just a, you know, there's just a tough thing going on here for Quinn that, you know, the way he's running his lines and the guys he's given ice time to, he's just not getting any return on his investment right now as a coach, you know, and I know this is, you know, the difference between me railing against, uh, you know, Coach Quinn there a week or so ago is more or less keeping guys together, keeping them consistent and, and rolling lines together. And you take and he has li- been doing that. Yeah, the so last these last two games, games, the lines have been good, uh, have been consistent. Yeah, and he's not like I said. So I'm I'm commending him for doing that. And but you know he here he is he's doing that something that I've been calling for, but he and the rest of us fans we're not getting that return because these guys aren't putting the puck in the net and they're not just doing their job right now. I also think you have to look at, so since our last show, you know, they went one, one and one against the Capitals, the Islanders and the Bruins. So those are three solid teams. And, you know, even before that, they, they won, they beat Pittsburgh. So now in the last four, two, one and one against Pittsburgh, the Capitals, the Islanders and Boston, I mean, it's not terrible, especially when you're considering, and I mentioned it before, that Heedle's out, Blackwell's out, Zabinijad has not been himself. You know, again, Panarin gets injured tonight. So it's not all bad. They're putting up a lot of shots offensively. It's just not finding the back of the net. The goaltending is, has been much better. Um, we're just starting, like I mentioned earlier, we're starting to bleed shots a little bit in these games. But, you know, 2 one and one Against those four teams, I mean, you know, I, I think it, I, I say it every week. It, it's more about process than record. I, I think that they've been, by and large, 
pretty good in these games. Again, I thought they played well against the Islanders. Varlamov had a really good game. And I thought they were good tonight. Again, Rask, I thought, was was on top of his game tonight. Except at the end of the game when he started to skate to the bench because he thought his team was losing. Did you see that? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before. That was insane. That would have been great if the Rangers would have scored there. That would have been hey, awesome. We all have our moments, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> totally. it's a no, I moment. think you bring up some good points. Look, they, they really haven't gotten blown out by anybody. They had that 4 nothing loss to open the season. Um, you know, Pitt got them 5-4, but like I said, they it was a 5-4 game uh, in overtime. And yeah, all they their have, losses are by one goal. If yeah, you look been, at all the losses, they lose by one goal in all their losses. Crazy. So they're close, One or Katie. two goals. They're close. <laughs> yeah, they are. They, I mean, again, it's a young team. And, and again, you have some key injuries going on. So, you know, they're going to struggle a bit here. You know, I, I'm... I'd like I'm more concerned to see how they're playing towards the end of the year. Are they progressing? Are they developing? Is is Lafreniere putting up some points towards the end of the year? Is becoming a more complete player? Is Kako starting to take over games? No, that'll not that happen. kind of thing. Not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing. I mean, you are you can't look at Kako and Lafreniere and blame Quinn. And at the same time, look at Miller and Fox and not give Quinn credit. You know, he's he's doing the same thing. He's coaching everybody the same way. You know, Miller and Fox deserve the time. Kako has been better and he's gotten more time. Lafreniere, you know, it's not like he's been great out there. He's making some nice plays from, you know, now and again. Like I said, he had that nice give and go with Strom tonight. He had a couple of the nice plays, but... I he had zero shots on goal. I don't know. If you're going to have zero shots on goal, you're probably not going to play that much. So, um, you know, he's got to find his way here. And I think once he does, Quinn, again, just looking at the ice time Miller is getting and Fox is getting, and, and now Kako is getting, Lafreniere will, will get plenty of ice time too. So, hey, can you know, I my throw hope... something out there? Yeah, and I just want to throw something out there. Your, what's your thoughts because it does happen, and there are, you know, two-position-type players. Would you give Lafreniere a chance at center? No. 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 No, no way. He's, no, not now. I mean, the guy's try, guy is playing on his natural side in his natural position. You don't think he's, he's the not, kind, of kind of player that could maybe work on that position a little bit? I, I'm more concerned about him just... Getting comfortable out there. <laughs> Getting comfortable work. on the bench. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he doesn't need the additional, you know, hardships that a center and responsibilities that the center ice position brings. You, you Not don't that think I don't he's think the kind he, of player that could do that. I think eventually. I just think right now, I don't think is a good time to do that. I just, I, I think he's, he's got to worry about you know, at this point, working on his game. And now if you're giving him, again, additional responsibilities, I don't want to overwhelm the kid just yet. I don't, I don't, and I don't mean to baby him like he can't handle it. I'm sure he can. Oh, you love to baby our young players. I do. Well, hey, you know, <laughs> they're young guys, they're just learning. Hospitality. But, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I think that that would be a bad move. I wouldn't be for that at all. But I don't yeah, know. I might, do I, send, know? Uh, I might send Coach Quinn an email. Give there it a try. Go. There you go. Don't tell him you're on a on a uh, podcast with me. He never returns my email. So. <laughs>
<laughs> oh man, I gotta I gotta watch my laughing. There's some guys out there don't like us laughing too much. That's right. We yeah. uh, we laugh like a bunch yeah. of sixteen year olds. Yeah. Uh, Once uh, you get past uh, their sixteen uh, year old uh, humor. Yes. It's it's actually a pretty good show. Did you send him flowers <laughs> for uh, Valentine's, buddy? Yeah, they're on, they're on the way. They're on the things way. I asked you to do this week. That's right. Um, By the way, how about did you see the uh, the report today that uh, we're gonna, we're going to be getting uh, fans in the stands at the end by the end of the month? I think what it's do you great. Think? I think it's great, man. I'm telling you right now, for all of us in the crowd business, it's great news. Hey, slow and steady, do it right. You know, you got to move forward and. Why not? I mean, you see other states doing it. I think we're better prepared for it now than we've ever been just in terms of, you know, how New York is shut down. And I think we're ready for it. And I think that's the reason why it's happening. And I, I'm, I welcome it. And I'm, I'm sure what they did up in Buffalo with the Bills, that was a total testing ground for it. Obviously, there's some kinks here with in terms of testing and PCRs and the vaccine and how they're going to, you know, all these different things. Everybody's got a whole bunch of different opinions on it. But look, you know... Let's roll it out. Obviously, a place like the Garden or any of the arenas around here, the Coliseum or Barclays and stuff like that, you know, they, they've got all that room, right? So they can space these people out. So I don't think it's oh, too yeah. much Oh, yeah, you're only issue. putting 2,000 people in there. I mean, yeah. the Garden is 18,000. What is it, 18,200? You know, 2,000 around there? Nah, forget it. The guy's going to be like 20 rows away from you. But you know? And- I think it's just it's a good start. Look, it's a step forward, man. Anything that gets us closer – to you know normalcy and, and full capacity I, i'm all for it i think it's great yeah. news I, it's I, not I, anymore I, it's it's not any more dangerous than going shopping at like uh you know the supermarket or anything you're you're a lot closer proximity with people you know going shopping so at target or something so you know they're gonna have the people spread out you know they'll do the rapid testing or whatever they're gonna do and uh everyone wears a mask and uh, yeah, I think at this point, I mean, I know just, you know, that everyone's been getting the vaccines. I, I know so many people who've already gotten both shots. You know, got, there were actually a couple of guys on the deck hockey team, my deck hockey team tonight, who actually got the second shot yesterday. Some who got it today, you know, first responders and or healthcare workers, uh, teachers. And uh, the, the second shot was beating them up. A couple of guys couldn't make it to the game today because that uh, apparently yeah, that, that second shot. Yeah. Smacks you around a little bit, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you're seeing more and more people getting the vaccine, um, and and the more we've obviously learned about the virus and spreading everybody out, masks. I, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't see why you wouldn't do it. Well, KD, um, you know, what's a trip for me is, you know, from all of us here in the Northeast and just say New York, when you watch like the Super Bowl on Sunday. Or you watch what happened in Alabama after, you know, Roll Tide won the, the national championship and everybody was, was just, you know, it was insane. Everybody out in the streets, you know, and Notre Dame beat Clemson that day and you see all that convergence of people. And, you know, Florida's obviously been uh, wide open and Texas too. And, you know, there's, there's just, it's so weird to look at it from New York because we've totally gone a different way as far as tightening things up and quarantining and everything else. So for me, you know, letting... 10% more people into a large venue like that, or to me, it's it's even more important on a local level, especially for the restaurant, small venues, you know, entertainment business. You know, I don't know if this is going to break into movies and stuff, but I'm sure know, it's, well. it, when, you look, when you look at what's going on in other states, this is nothing. It's like putting your big toe into, like, the, the water and just 
testing it here in terms of what, you know, we're going to do here in New York. So it's like, oh, you know, some people are like, oh, they're going to try this or whatever. But, I mean, are you kidding me? Look what they're doing in other states. Uh, Football's been doing it. Granted, those are outdoor games and everything else. But I think it's time for New York. I mean, it's no disrespect to uh, to the disease. And we brought this up here, too. But if it's long as it's done, you know, in short, KD, they've got to try this, right? Now, the NHL is having some bad luck here in the last couple of weeks with COVID as far as the teams. You know, most games have been postponed. Things They've made some mistakes. Um, so this things could take a turn here as far as, you know, the, the team-wise as a league because, unfortunately, it's bopping around. Hasn't hit them up in Canada as far as the teams uh, and everybody up in the North Division. But... You know, even with what's going on in the league right now as far as teams and, and uh, you know, teams having to uh, postpone and quarantine and all this other stuff and the protocol, um, you know, I, I still, I'm, I'm behind this. You you got to move forward. You got to take the next step because it's the only way you start finding out what you can and cannot do and to get to that next stop. And, you know, in conjunction with the vaccine, uh, with our healthcare workers on the front line being prepared, better prepared for it right now, they know what to expect, how they can handle it. You know, it's we're a year away from uh, you know when this thing whole thing started. So you know, again, two thousand people in the garden, not a really big deal, you know. But it's a way for them to start testing people coming to the garden. People using mass transit to get in, even on small numbers. It's a way to kind of just test how they're going to roll out, um, you know, roll out, you know, whether people have to prove they've either been vaccinated or tested, you know, before they can get to 3,000, 5,000, 8,000, 10,000, you know what I'm saying? And by that time, you know, you're probably looking at next year, you know, and I'm not to be in a naysayer, just I don't think we're going to get back to full capacity. And I think this is just a part of the population, no matter if they let 20,000 people back in, there's going to be a certain amount of people that just aren't going to go back and do it anyway. Who knows? It's the unknown, but I'm excited for it. You know me, I'm in the music business, and, you know, I'm just really hopeful for the restaurants and the clubs and the bars that we all love to go to, sports bars, and, um, you know, just to, to get more people into the into the places and us getting back to, you know, hanging out together and, and making money and, you know, uh, it's, it's time, man. And I'm excited. And this is, you know, the end of this month, it's going to start. And I think uh, I'm crossing my fingers by the time we get to April, April and May, if they have some success here, you might see 10,000 people being allowed into the garden and you might see, uh, venues and restaurants and bars being able to go to 35 to 50% capacity. I think it's going to be more successful on the lower level. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, and in the, uh, on the big scale, like I said, um, eventually it'll get there, but, um, I'm, 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 I'm really happy for it. I'm, I think we just, we have to start, you know, moving forward with this. Yeah. And I, the, the criticisms that I've seen out there are like you mentioned people seeing that teams are having issues with it. You know, how can you bring people into the buildings? You can't, you know, you have teams that are shutting down, but you know, one really has nothing to do with the other. I mean, just because a team where the players are in the locker room together and sitting on the bench together, you know, has zero impact on people sitting in the stands 20 rows away from each other, yeah, you know, not be near them. Yeah. Yeah, so that like that like literally one has nothing to do with the other because uh, again everyone's gonna be spread out. They all gonna have masks on. So if somebody one of the players has it on the bench, well, yeah, he may infect a teammate or or an opponent 
that kind of thing. But it really, just because the teams are going down, doesn't mean you can't put fans in the stand, especially at that low of a level of amount of fans. Again, 2,000 in an 18,000-seat arena is, is like nothing. So I, I agree with you. I'm with it. I mean, unfortunately, the Ranger game on uh, Sunday is canceled because the Flyers are having an issue with COVID and, and players and COVID protocols. So Sunday, all of us guys and, I, and, and girls who are going <laughs> to watch it on Valentine's Day and maybe get into a fight <laughs> with their spouse because they wanted to watch the game instead of watching, you know, when Harry met Sally or whatever it is you do on on. On Valentine's Day. So you're wide open now. Nobody's going to get into fights uh, with their significant others. Uh, no range of game. Um, so, you know, I guess that, that's a little little good. <laughs> and, you know, where, uh, speaking of that, KD, the fact that oh, the Rangers won't be playing on this Sunday. This guy with his segues. I and, love him. And it's Valentine's Day. Oh, hey, man. Guys and gals, pay attention, especially you guys out there. If, if, you- uh, if, you, if all listeners are not using the manscape to design a little a little heart design <laughs> in the little man bush you're doing it all wrong sorry I agree my friend and that's why Go Rangers Radio is sponsored by Manscape they are the best in men's below the waist grooming Manscape offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels me and Katie know this we have the stuff And it works, all right? So, you know, if you've been using, like, you know, some rusty nails or some old combs, you know, (laughs) a rake, you know, it's time to change your ways and and use the stuff from uh, Manscaped, all right? So Manscaped has gone out and they've redesigned the electric trimmer, okay? The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. It's the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. You don't need to be going to the emergency room taking care of your man area, and that's why Manscaped is here for you. When we tell you that this is premium, premium stuff, it surely is. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. 90 minutes, it sounds like a a shift for KD and his deck hockey team. Either that or his (laughs) after-game drinking session. (laughs) And if you have 90 minutes, I mean, you can get real creative. You know, it doesn't have to just be a, you know, a hard. I mean, you could put, you know, your wife's name or your girlfriend's name. I love you. Yeah, you got 90 minutes. Get creative out there, all right? That's right. And the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. And we all hope that this is where you're going to do this kind of creative work, okay? Um, You know, it just makes it a little easier. And one of the coolest features, KD, is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming, and that's for all you courageous guys who want to trim up in the dark, okay? They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. No pun intended. And let's not forget about the charging stand, KD. Where do you have your charging stand, KD? I told you, I got it on my mantle. It's, uh, you know, the focal point of, uh, you know, my... When you uh, walk in the house. When you walk in, the it's a conversation, it's a conversation starter, right? piece, party starter, conversation piece. I, I, you know, I tell people that you know I'm willing to show them how it works. You know, do a little demo on them. You know, if they want, you know, it really gets that. It really gets the party started. 
That's fantastic. So like KD, you too can show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. It's incredible, folks. So if you're listening to me right now, which you are, we want you to experience this firsthand for yourself. So let's all get that bush to tush clean. All right? So the special offer for you Go Rangers radio listeners, if you go to manscaped.com and use the code, there's two codes, Go Rangers Go or Go Rangers, you get 20% off and free shipping. Okay? So do that. Go to manscaped.com, especially for Valentine's Day. Maybe you get it overnight delivered. Whatever you need to do, just go to manscaped.com and use the code GORANGERSGO or GORANGERS, and you get 20% off and free shipping. So just do what me and Kevin do, and that's we make our testies their besties, okay? And one more time, get 20% off and free shipping with the code GORANGERS or GORANGERSGO at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code GORANGERS or GORANGERSGO. And it's Valentine's Day, boys. Get out there. Clean your act up. I think you make a good point, though. Like, if you're going to do it, it's got to be in the shower. Can't can't be doing that, like... You don't want to do it in the playroom. Yeah. In the guest room. You know, or just, like, randomly in the bathroom. You know, especially if you have kids, they're in there. You know, they drop something. They got pubes on, whatever they drop, and... When I, this is, you're going to love this story. When I, my old office I used to work at, where it was like a shared bathroom with like other people and from other offices. Some guy used to shave his pubes like over oh, the toilet. Come on. And they'd be all, I'm telling you, it'd be all over the rim. I'd go in there. Stop. And they would just all, I, have, I don't know what this guy was doing, but he would trim himself up at work. Dear Lord. I don't, I don't think he was using the manscaped either. Do you still keep in touch with this guy? <laughs> I didn't even know who it was. I wasn't sure. You know, I had my suspicions on which person it was, but I wasn't 100% sure. But, man, it was crazy. Well, we got a, a double sponsor. But in the shower. Well, don't leave a mess. Yes. Don't leave a mess. In the shower. Right and when down you're the all, drain. And when you're all cleaned up, all right, get yourself in a car and take care of your car, too. And go to Hewlett House of Tires in Hewlett, New York, 1740 Rockaway Avenue, in Hewlett, New York, go to HewlettHouseOfTires.com, and there's a special offer for our Go Rangers radio listeners there, too. You get free tire rotation with oil change and $20 off tire alignment. Just mention the podcast. Mention KD, Polly, Go Rangers radio, and they will take care of you. Once again, free tire rotation with oil change and $20 off tire alignment. So, clean yourself up downstairs, jump into the car, head on out, 1740 Rockaway Avenue, Hewlett, New York, and that's uh, com. You want to give them a call, 516-593-2200. Call, make an appointment, get on in there. Free tire rotation with oil change, $20 off, tire align them. And while you're waiting for your car to come down off the lift, you can tell them about Manscaped and how wonderful you feel downstairs. <laughs> tell them you want that bush to tush tire rotation. <laughs> 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 Please don't say that. Please don't say that. I I'd love to see what what <laughs> what in the world you would get if you said you want the bush to tush tire uh, rotation. Right. Uncle Kurt, you may, Kurt, catch, un- you may Uncle- catch a you probably catch a beating. <laughs> Uncle Kurt runs the shop down there at Yule House of Tires. He's a phenomenal dude. Okay, you know what? Do that, please. <laughs> I want to find out his reaction and bring your phone and tape it. I love the guy. I would love it if you walked in there and said, hey, Kurt, 
The guys from Go Rangers Radio sent us. <laughs> Can you make my car and give it that bush to touch tire rotation? I love it, KD. Awesome. Do it. <laughs> Woo. Oh, man. I had to take a sip here of my, uh, my drinky drink here, buddy. What were we talking about? <laughs> I, know, I haven't said Jack Johnson. I haven't said Jack Johnson oh, once. You, we haven't like needed to. Here's to Jack Johnson, everybody. Cheers. Jesus. Yeah, I you know, I, before I think the last I forgot, maybe it was before the Islander game. Somebody I didn't get had, a chance to ask you what you thought of the Islander game. Yeah, I, I you know, oh, I it was thought boring. they played well. Like I said, it was Verlamov. I you know, he has the Rangers number. He had a good game. I, I, I like the Rangers game. I think by and large, the Rangers have been the better team or very good in, in almost every game that they played. You mentioned the opener, which was just an absolute stinker. But every they're in every game. And, and in these games that they're losing by a goal, um, they're having these tough losses in overtime. You know, in most of these games, they're out shooting their opponent and or the better team. They're just their shooting percentage is, is just so low. I mean, I just keep hoping it's going to ultimately sort of progress to the mean and we're going to start seeing them score. And, you know, you get a game or two and you think it's they're there and they're just going to break out. And then, again, you sort of take a step back these last two games. You get shut out by the Islanders. You only get two goals tonight, both by fourth liners. So, you know, I, I think overall I'm still very happy and satisfied with the way this team is playing. I think Ranger fans, I know you get frustrated because you want the wins and you want Lafreniere putting up, you know, two goals a game and Kako, you know, scoring hat tricks every night. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't work like that sometimes, especially in a rebuild. And, and, and again, I always go back to it as J.D., in any interview that this guy has discussing the rebuild, just says patience, patience, patience. And that's where it is. If, if you're a Ranger fan who doesn't have any, and most of us don't, um, you're going to be frustrated with what's going on. But if you go into these games with the mentality and the mindset that I'm just going to sit here and enjoy these young guys and enjoy watching them develop and be better, you know, at game 56 than they were at game one, then you're really going to enjoy this team and 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 what's going on with the rebuild. And, and it's going to just make it that much more satisfying when this team with these young players are contending for a cup in the next two, three, four, five, six years. You know, I, I this should be, unless something just completely blows up, you know, this is going to be a very good team for years to come. And, you know, I, I know a lot of, 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 the pushback on that goes towards Quinn and whether or not he's the right man for the job. And to be honest, I'm still not sure if he is or not. I think he's been doing a very good job with developing the younger players and, and, and where this rebuild is going. Cause I'm very happy with where it is. And that's in part due to getting lucky in, in the lotto with, I think that's in part to a lot of the, the trades that Gordon has made. And I think it has to do with, with Quinn and, and the way he's coaching this team and, and executing on the game plan that JD and and Gordon want for this team and for the rebuild. So, you know, 
X's and O's for Quinn and, and in-game adjustments, yeah, I think he struggles sometimes. So when this team is ready to contend and he's still having those issues, you know, I, they're unfortunately going to have to look elsewhere. Um, but he'll have, you know, when, and, and I've been saying this for the last, you know, two years we've been doing this, when this team wins a cup, because I think ultimately this rebuild will end up in a cup and, and hopefully multiple cups, you know, David Quinn's fingerprints are going to be all over that team. Dreaming of better times. <laughs> Long way to go. Hey, look, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, Quinn here and, and, you know, we're talking about the defense earlier. You know, we're, uh, how many games are we since uh, the, the, uh, the exit of Tony D? Let me let me just have a little fun here before we wrap up the show. If um, if Tony D is still in the lineup, how do you think this team is uh, as far as on the ice in terms of the four guys we were talking about? And or how do you think this team? What, what's the feel and the vibe from you on this team since um you know he's no longer been on the team and no longer part of the organization? Um, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I think it's hard to tell what impact that has in the locker room because we're not in there. You know, I have read some of the, you know, pieces that the beat writers have been putting out there, some of the tweets about just um, a lot more joking around going on with the team seems to be in better spirits. But at the same time, the team had been winning except for these last two games. So, you know, after uh, they obviously had released D'Angelo, so – you know, I don't know if it's a little bit of maybe D'Angelo was a little bit more of a problem in the locker room than, than J.D. and Gordon led on during that press conference about how everybody likes him. Um, and now that he's gone, everybody can sort of take a deep breath and, and enjoy themselves again. And I don't want to just put that on Tony because I don't know if that's the case or not. But I have seen a couple of things here and there about how uh, more jovial this team is and and uh, it seems as though they're in a better mood and a little more joking around and, and that kind of thing. But, you know, as far as, you know, on ice performance, yeah, I think they're going to miss him. I mean, we talk about the power play and the struggles there. You know, Tony was a big reason why the power play was was so good last year and performed so well. So, um, you know, he'd be a guy I think Quinn may have looked to lean on and put on that first power play. Maybe you 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 put two defensemen on that first power play with Fox and D'Angelo and, uh, and you see how that works. So I think on the ice, they'll, they'll miss him because he's, he was talented uh, offensively. Obviously he did have his issues defensively. Um, so I think that they miss him there, especially when you see them struggling on the power play. But as far as the locker room goes again, I, I think that's tough to tell, but just seeing uh, a little bit of those reports about a little bit m- the Rangers being in a little bit more of a joking mood and and a little bit lighter in there. Uh, maybe maybe there's something to that. Maybe indeed. But like I said, they've been they've been doing all right. I guess the the real test will be in the next few games in terms of um, like I said, if they keep playing close, and man, if they can find a way to finish. And then, like I said, uh, Quinn's just going to have to make a decision here, you know, as he is already with the goaltending in terms of whether or not, um, you know, you're going to, you know, I, I don't think Georgiev did anything for his cause tonight, you know. And He'll be I, back, though. I mean, you got to play yeah. him. I mean, you know, he no, won't look, be back next game. I mean, Shesterkin will be in there against the uh, the Bruins in the next game. And, and 
Obviously, they don't have that game on Sunday with the Flyers now. So where are they at with that? So that's postponed. And the next game after that is Jersey. I assume you go back with Shesterkin. Um, well, what I mean, then, if 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 let's say the Rangers stay close, they stay competitive. Are you okay with say him going Shesty three four Georgie one? You know, yeah, I'm okay with four one. Yeah, I'd like to see more than three one four one. I'm okay with. You know, every fifth game, get him in there. That 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 I I wouldn't mind that rotation. Um, you know, Shesterkin has just been. You know, he's succeeded at every level that he's been, KHL, AHL, and now the NHL. You know, he had a, a little bit of a tough start to the season, but, you know, no training camp, no exhibition games, or very uh, little training camp, no exhibition games or preseason games. And so I, I think that especially the goaltending position, that can sometimes mess with you. I'm sure, you know, Lundquist was a guy, I bet you, if he was playing this year, probably would have struggled out of the gate. He seems like a guy who needs his preseason games to get himself, you know, work on some things and get himself in the right uh, mind mindset going into the season. So maybe Shesterkin is a little bit of the same. Now he's gotten a feel of the season. He's gotten some games under his belt. And, and you're seeing the guy we saw, um, you know, light the league on fire last year. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I would. I, I, I'd like to see him get at least four in a row. Um, then go to Gergiev, unless you, there's a, a back-to-back or something where, you, where you'd like to, you know, get both guys in. Um, but but other than that, yeah, I think leaning on Chesterkin is 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 definitely the way to go. Yeah, I mean, as long as the guy's healthy and it definitely looks like he tightened things up here the last couple of games, I like the way Chesty played. Like I said, you know me, I'm a huge Georgie fan, and obviously, look, he's not going anywhere. Um, I just think, like I said, I, I'm kind of a little disappointed in, in, in how he's played, obviously. just in, th- Those are usually stops he would usually make. Those are the, the games he's usually been there for. But, again, we've, we've, we've talked about, like I said, he hadn't played in such a long time. So, you know, this has got to be a difficult situation for him because if it is going to be that type of rotation going uh, forward, um, it, it might be tough for uh, Georgie to get his rhythm here going. Um, so I, I want to have, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, just to go back to D'Angelo, you surprised that he hasn't been traded yet, that they haven't found a partner. I mean, I saw some rumors out that Calgary was maybe interested Kings, couple of the teams, but, and you know, his, his agent was saying, you know, they were fielding multiple offers and, you know, it's probably something that would happen quickly. And it seems though seems everything has sort of died down. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe my take is is that if he hasn't been traded now by now, um, you know, the other thing is is like a team could get devastated with a couple of injuries, and then they'll have yeah. like, you know they're putting you'd two have to get a, a team that gets desperate for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not a good sign right now. I'm sure uh, Tony and his agent would have liked to have gotten you know somewhere uh, somewhere else quicker. And unfortunately for him as a, an individual, as a player, the longer he's out, it just doesn't look good for him. And then obviously he's not playing. Um, so that's going to affect. But like I said, you know, he's loaded. He's got his contract. He's got his money. So he can invest that into other things if he doesn't get end up back on an NHL rink. But I'm sure that's going to happen. Hey, I want to throw uh, – are we, we going to do a man crush this week? You got one for me? Um. Yeah, my man crushes myself for scoring my first deck hockey goal this season. All right. Congratulations. Boom. Come on, take everybody through the goal tonight. What happened? (laughs) Oh, it was nice. I came uh, out of the corner. I did uh, a little spinorama backhander far side. It it just snuck inside the pipe, 
and bounced out quick. So the other team thought it hit the pipe, but the I saw it and went in, and, and the ref was thankfully the ref was right there to you know point that it was a goal. The other team was like, it didn't go in, but a uh, little little spin around my backhander off the far pipe and in. Pretty Congratulations, good. man. So what do you got? I one was pretty, goal? pretty impressed with myself. So what do you got, like one goal and, and 47 assists in three games? <laughs> uh, one goal, zero assists in seven games. So, and 47 and, and we, beers in the parking lot. That's what you're Oh, talking. man. We, well, we say we're <laughs> we're defeated as we're 0-7 in the rink, but we're, un, we're, uh, we're undefeated tailgating in the parking lot afterward. Bravo. Bravo. Yeah, we're, we're you know, they, most of the – Teams that will play, or if we're the early game, you know, the game after us, so the same age bracket, will outlast the team we played, and then the two teams who played after us in the parking lot every game. Professionals, bravo! Yeah, well, we're the older guys. None of us want to go home to our wife and kids. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stay there all night, and it's the middle of the winter. You know, it's like twenty degrees out, exactly, whatever it yeah. is, fifteen degrees out, and nobody cares. Yeah, honey, look, I'm doing this to get back in shape, really, honestly. That's right. That's right. We're having a couple of energy drinks after the game. All right, I got a wild question for you on our way out the door here. If John Tortorella was to leave the Columbus Blue Jackets, would you hire him in New York if things went south with DQ? Would you bring him back? Wow. I love I love me some Tortorella. I do. <laughs> I do. I, I freaking love the guy. I, I, I love his press conferences. I love his hard-nosed mentality. Man, you'd have to I, – I don't know if this team can handle him. I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. You know, a couple of these guys look, you know, a little fragile – you know, he's a right. I mean, you look at him, he's already benching Lane and, you know, Dubois wanted to get out of there. And, you know, you know, is that the, the guy we want in there um, to to sort of shake things up, I guess? You can see, this, this team, you can see the headlines, I don't know right? This team Tortorella gets the job, Kako and Lafreniere one out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that I mean, I mean. That is the worry. Like I said, I love Tortorella and I love his antics and things like that. But, you know, I think you need the right team. I think I think he's good with a young rebuilding team. But if he were to come in, if they were looking to bring him in next year, when I think this team is is switching over from rebuild to contender, I I think that that would be a bad move Um, just because he can rub guy. He's a guy you bring in to shake shit up. And I don't think that that if the team would need that, I, I I would rather see them go in a different direction, maybe like a gallant or something, you know, along the, along those lines. Um, is he? He's not anywhere, is he? Gallant? No. Is he signed anywhere? Yet? No, he didn't sign with anybody, right? No, you know, I, I, a guy like that, I, I would rather. Which see is a over. shame. Well, yeah, that's it. I, mean, I still can't believe Vegas let him go. Yeah, I mean, if he's sort of lingering out there and, and you are having questions about Quinn and you are looking, I mean, I'd rather go in that direction than a Tortorella. Because with Tortorella, if it goes wrong, the whole thing is just going to fall apart. I mean, you saw it happen in uh, in Vancouver when he went there. It was just just it, just a terrible fit. He did all right on the um, JD. Yeah, so exactly. But, I mean, look, I but think maybe he, Panarin, one of the reasons Panarin went out of there was because of Torts. No, well, that's true, coming too. back. <laughs> That's right. So I, I think for him, he needs to be in in the sort of perfect spot where maybe a, 
a younger team that needs a little bit of discipline. Like you bring him in and, and he'll succeed. But I think where this team would be next year, if that's when you're bringing him in, I, I just don't think that's the right fit. What about Mike Babcock? Oh, he's got too much baggage. You don't need that. <laughs> we already had D'Angelo and his baggage. I don't. We don't need Babcock and whatever went on with him. So, <laughs> all right, buddy. I love it. Yeah, torch would be tricky, man. We love him. You love him. You hate him. Basically. Yeah, I do, man. I, I his post game press conferences were must uh, must see TV. Um, but yeah, I'd be afraid that the whole. You know, I talked before that I think, you know, this team would be a contender for however many years in a row unless something happened to blow it all up. I think Tortorella had, would have the ability to come in here and blow it all up. Well, we don't need that right now because we're exactly. building. Exactly. We don't need nothing blowing up. We just need goals. That's what we need. Power play goals. Yes. All right. The boys are back out on Friday against Boston. And again, like KD said, they'll have the weekend off here. Uh, and then it uh, looks like they're going to have that game with the Devils next week. So we'll see what happens. So hopefully the Rangers will keep it close. So look, for me and KD and everybody here at Go Hockey Media, happy Valentine's Day. Get that manscape going. All right, clean yourself up and have a wonderful weekend. And uh, as always, thanks so much for listening. So with that, KD, say goodnight to the folks. Good night, folks. And let's go, Rangers! <laughs> <laughs>